Alrighty, what is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Very Cold Lasagna, the podcast that houses a safe and open listening platform for casual, cold, and even the dumbest takes in the world of WWE, AEW, the NFL, and the wide world of pro wrestling and sports in general. I'm your host, Dylan Lasagna. Welcome to today's episode, episode number 57 of this freezing cold podcast. And when it rains, it pours in Santa Clara, and that's exactly what happened to my San Francisco 49ers in their return from their bye week in the Sunday night game against the Indianapolis Colts. And honestly, this is probably the most uh, disappointing game of the season uh, for (laughs) this 49ers team. And uh, yeah, there's no slicing and dicing it. There's no excuses whatsoever. Um, I know a lot of people will be pointing to, well, but Jimmy G is still undefeated as the starter, or he still has a winning record or whatever, uh, when he starts, but literally there is no excuses following this, uh, rainy, this floody, this wet loss that should serve as, you know, purpose for many things for both Niners and Niner fans. So today that's what we're going to be talking about, um, in today's show, we're going to be talking about um, the Niners' uh, Week 7 matchup, their return from their bye against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, a lot of losers this week. Um, there were uh, at least a couple of winners um, in my book. And obviously some take takeaways from the game. And um, once we're all said and done with our weekly recap of, of the 49ers, we're going to be talking about uh, their next game against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Bears football! Yeah, aren't you ready uh, for both teams to play some exciting Bears football on Sunday? On Halloween? <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's get right into it. Uh, you already know what to do if you like what you see on this channel or wherever you are. Whether you're watching or listening or you're following on social media. Make sure to check out everything in relation to um, Very Cold Lasagna. Where it's on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM. Uh, watch and listen along to um, what I got to say because we like to have a chill casual time here on this show and Of course follow me on social media on Twitter and Instagram at very cold lasagna. Let's get right into things um, because this was just a very very um, Like wet like disappointing uh, Angry and frustrating uh, game for the 49ers this and it was just all those four adjectives that I just mentioned. It was like a middling experience for Niners fans on Sunday night. Literally, this team had two weeks to prepare um, for the Indianapolis Colts, a Colts team that were that was playing two fluky teams. Actually, one, well, one, and then they were playing a playoff team that they just blew a big lead to, and then they played a basement-dwelling Houston Texans team that they blew out at home. And they came into the Sunday night game 1-1. Uh, one and, one. and then the 49ers, obviously, we knew what happened with them. They lost three straight, including their last uh, game against the Arizona Cardinals with uh, Trey Lance's first start. Um, obviously, he didn't do so well. Um, but there were some things that uh, there were to like about him. But... There were a lot of questions, like Kyle Shanahan's uh, bad play calling, um, the the bad secondary play, and whether or not the Niners made some adjustments on any of those things during the bye week. And oh boy, oh boy, 
Um, did we get some answers on Sunday night? Uh, the problem was, um, it was raining like hell <laughs> and high water. It was flooding like shit all Sunday um, this past week on in this Bay Area. Um, now, granted, we needed the rain. We really needed the rain um, this past this past week. Um, but geez, whenever it rains, uh, it really, really pours. Like it was flooding. Um, <laughs> it was. I was like, yeesh. I, I didn't. I didn't even want to go outside because it was just raining so bad. Uh, it, it even kind of like made me feel super lazy. Um, not just on that day, but <laughs> throughout the week, man. Throughout the week, even up to this point, talking about this, like, yeesh. The rain really put a damper on you know my groove. Um, to start to get into the week, but anyway, um, so both teams were trying to um get out of their skid. Um, the Colts were were still you know two and four, looking for something to prove. You know, trying to catch up to the Tennessee Titans, um, who earlier in the day uh destroyed the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, the defending AFC champions, and you know the Colts were trying to catch up with the Titans. Well, the Niners, obviously, were trying to snap that big three-game losing skid and, you know, you know, attempt to build some momentum, um, whether it's, like, you know, positive end-of-season momentum or, you know, playoffs. Playoffs? Playoffs. So then we get into this uh, wet and wild game on Sunday. Uh, you know, Niners get the ball first, and, uh, you know, it looks promising. The drive looked promising. Uh, they used a lot of dosage of Elijah Mitchell, the running back, the rookie running back. Um, he looked really good in this game, um, finding all those open lanes and you know running not just inside but out and getting positive yardage. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, um, he, I mean, he didn't look too bad to start um, this game. He threw a lot of like his usual check down passes, um, and he he put a lot of velocity um, in those passes too. And the Niners got into the end zone. Um, Elijah Mitchell scored a touchdown, made it uh, six to nothing um, because Joey Sly um, couldn't get the extra point. And keep in mind, uh, Sly was filling in for the injured Robbie Gold um, for this game. So, nonetheless, the Colts get their first possession of the game, and on their first play, Jonathan Taylor, their running back, um, fumbles the ball because Josh Norman actually makes a play on it. He he makes a play, he punches out the ball, and the Niners get the ball right back. So it's you know at at the point of the game, like you know things look promising. Um, the Niners had a good start going for them. They got a touchdown early, and then they get a they create a turnover. Like things are going well. I mean the offense stalled in the red zone, sure, and but they led nine nothing midway in the first quarter. They got something out of nothing, I guess. But the problem was here, uh, there, there are a lot of problems um, going on um, slowly but surely for the 49ers uh, from this point onward. Because soon enough, the, the Colts started to take advantage of the secondary. And the, sec the, the Niners secondary you know, started to commit the crimes of what they shouldn't be committing. And, you know, they got arrested for it. Starting with Josh Norman, he decided to hug Michael Pittman Jr., uh, their breakout wide receiver. He Carson Wentz yeeted a long ass pass. 
And instead of, you know, looking for the pass, Josh Norman dragged uh, Michael Pittman down and he would be flagged for pass interference. And I think Michael Pittman caught it, but still, Norman tried to drag him down when the ball was like no like nearly nowhere near Pittman. So even though like the, the Colts declined that penalty, Michael Pittman got the big play catch. You know, this theme of the Niners secondary freaking committing PI, being arrested for it all night long. It, it would be like a ongoing theme that they just wouldn't seem to correct. So moments later, the Colts um cut the lead nine to seven. Mo Alley Cox, their tight end, um, garners in the touchdown. And um sooner but later though, um the Niners would march back down to the red zone and um make a 12-7 game. Joey Sly hits a big, big field goal, like really long. Um, in the rainy, rainy weather, I'm surprised it went straight through from a big distance. But anyway, it continues um, on with the game. More crimes by the secondary were committed because uh, Kwan Williams, who came back from an injury, uh, was the next uh, criminal of offense to be arrested for PI because Carson Wentz once again baited the Niner secondary into you know committing the crime. A pass interference with a long ball pass that was clearly underthrown, and yet the Niners secondary was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh! Let's 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 hug the receiver down. Let's hug him down." And guess who it was? Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> they they really love Michael Pittman Jr. so much that they want to um, they want to commit pass interference on him. <laughs> Is it really hard to look at the ball in the air? Um, for this Niners secondary, instead of just like trying to hug down the receiver like a uh, Bailey, the WWE wrestler, um, does her finisher the Bailey to belly suplex. Is it that hard? But anyway, we get to the second quarter. The Colts knee deep in the red zone. The the Colts are on the verge of scoring, but Wentz with pressure in his face and inexplic- inexplicably threw threw it away to Aziz Al Shair. He made a big play to save a touchdown and, and keeps the lead at 12 to 7. He he was one of the bright spots, one of the very few bright spots on Sunday night. He made some big big plays and big stops. But the problem was uh, the Niners offense couldn't take advantage of uh, the big play by Shair um, because uh, Jimmy G couldn't move the damn ball. Yeah. I mean, go figure. So for much of the uh, second quarter, uh, both teams continued to struggle, but uh, it was especially San Fran that was having a hard time moving the ball because, well, Kyle Shanahan kept calling the same damn plays over and over and over and over again by just, you know, running it up the middle with Elijah Mitchell and, you know, trying to get Jimmy to throw the check down on, <laughs> like, every other play. Like, can Kyle Shanahan, like, tr- like vary up his... Uh, play calling, you know, run on running outside or at least like call play action. It's like I know you don't trust Jimmy G, but at least try to vary things up, man. Come on. So more mistakes piled in for San Fran in the final two minutes of the, the half because Debo Samuel um, fumbled the ball in Niners territory and 
Emmanuel Mosley became the next victim, the next criminal, I, I, I may uh, rename, to be arrested for past interference by magnetically connecting himself to, guess who, everyone's favorite receiver er, um, for the Niner secondary, Michael Pittman Jr. Yep, everybody loves Pittman. So, despite two uh, goal line uh, stands on on first and second down, Carson Wentz made the Niners' defense look like dumb dick, stupid, stupid asses, and ran into the end zone nearly untouched to take a 13 to 12 lead into the half. Now, granted, it it still could have been uh, a close game. Like, like the Niners still could have came back from this, but damn. The, the Niners started good with efficiency, uh, attacking with Elijah Mitchell, and they got a good play by Josh Norman. They went up 9-0 uh, early on in the first quarter, um, but the secondary um, continued to commit crimes of pass interference that they should have been committing, and yet they should have continued adjusting on, you know, not to commit it, but they still kept committing it, and then they continued to get arrested for it on those big chunk uh, uh, penalties. And the offense, thanks to Jimmy G, they couldn't move the ball um, because, I don't know, Jimmy G can't see pressure in his face. And the offense's inability to move the ball allowed the Colts to adjust the game plan and get back in the game. And Carson Wentz, I mean, he didn't have the best game, but he better adjusted to the weather than pretty much the entirety of the Niners team. And by halftime, everyone was booing them. They were booing. They were booing Kyle Shanahan. It's bullshit. And rightfully so. So then we get to the second half, the third quarter. Uh, the Colts get the ball. And it was pretty much the Jonathan Taylor show. Um, but fortunately, the Niners get a stop thanks to Al Shahir. And they had the punt. So then we get another dose of Jimmy G. Yeah. The, the porn star Jimmy experience. Um, once the Niners got to midfield on their um, second half opening possession, yeah, Jimmy G never saw the pressure in his face uh, in from behind, and he got strip sacked, and he turned the ball over back to the Colts. I think mean, Jimmy G knew the pressure was coming, and he, he like shrugged it off for a bit, but he never bothered to you know clutch the ball because he knew he was going to get sacked, and you know what? He was just like, oh, let me just get the ball punched out of my hands. This is what happens when Jimmy G like always stands in the pocket like a damn statue, and he never knows when the pressure's gonna come in his face. He just like if you see the pressure's coming in his face, it's just like, uh, yeah. He just stands there and takes it. So, more crimes were committed by the secondary because uh, the safety Jaquaski Tart uh, was arrested for pass interference as well. On guess who? Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah, and. I continued to question how have they not tried correcting themselves on not committing pass interference? Like, why do they continue to magnetically connect themselves to Michael Pittman Jr.? Are like, are they, you know, hard for him? Are they, are they like fucking in love with him so badly that they have to like arrest themselves to the to the referees for pass interference? Like, oh, take me to to take me to NFL rule jail. Take me. Take me to the take me to officiating jail, uh, Mr. NFL referee. I think that's what the Niners really want on every NFL Sunday. 
Like, this, this second is so bad. So the penalty allowed Jonathan Taylor to easily run it in uh, for the touchdown. It becomes a 12 to 12, uh, 20 to 12 game uh, for the Colts. And once we reach the fourth quarter, finally, some urgency from Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan uh, to be aggressive downfield, not just the check downs or running it in the middle. We finally get some mid-range, deep, uh, deep-range throws from Jimmy G. And Jimmy G's finally running out of the pocket for once. It took them nearly 45 minutes to do so. Thank you. So, in a two-minute drill, um, the Niners cut it uh, to two points. They failed on a two-point conversion. And the, the Colts answered back with a field goal. And on the Niners' next possession after that, Jimmy G went back to being typical Jimmy G. He threw a stupid-ass interception into triple coverage when he tried to like fit into Debo Samuel when it was clear that there were three Colts defenders around him, and yet Jimmy G decided to throw it towards him, and guess what happens? It deflects off Debo Samuel, and it lands into the hands of Xavier Rhodes. Now, Jimmy G was fortunate enough that Xavier Rhodes stepped out of bounds. Otherwise, well... It would have resulted in a pick six, and the game would have probably been over by then. But fortunately, they had another chance. They had another chance. But fortunately, sadly not, because moments later, uh, the nine, at least the Niners secondary tried not to get arrested um, for loving Michael Pittman Jr. and not getting arrested for pass interference. But instead, they got roasted. Um, by Michael Pittman Jr. because Drake Kirkpatrick got mossed. He got he got destroyed. He 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 got you know his ankles broken, John, by by Pittman by Pittman man Drake Kirkpatrick. He was just too short for Pittman, so Pittman jumped over uh, Drake Kirkpatrick and uh, he jumped into the end zone to pretty much effectively steal the game, 30 to 18 unreal so it was at this point that the Niners were finally trying to do some hurry up offense um to at least try to do their best to cut it to a one score game to you know to make the stat sheet better so Jimmy G tried to lead his team to an impossible comeback but even Jimmy G was like nah fuck that shit I, I don't want to do this in the rain <laughs> he overthrew his receiver and uh the Colts Obviously intercepted it, um, and then on the last play of the game, instead of trying a hail mary, because um, you know, at least the Niners would try to you know stuff the stat sheet, um, he lets himself get sacked. He's like, oh no, um, I'm good with the hail mary. I'll just take the sack. Yeah, no, go ahead and hit me. <laughs> My God, what in it? What? How embarrassing? How embarrassing was this game? Like, sure, it was raining like hard in that game but look at Carson Wentz he took big shots downfield and sure they were underthrown passes for a lot of it but he at least he he had the big steel iron balls to throw it downfield um to well his favorite guy that the Niners love so much Michael Pittman Jr. yeah at least Carson Wentz had the ball sack to throw it downfield to throw it to a variety of people Unlike Jimmy G, who just want to throw the short range, the check downs. And yeah, some people will say that, oh, we don't have a deep 
uh, downfield threat except for Debo Samuel. But I mean, at least throw it to get the mid-range uh, game going. At least get the mid-range uh, throws in because all Jimmy G was doing was throwing the check down or Kyle Shanahan was calling the the runs in the middle as usual. Like, what are we doing here? What are we doing? In the secondary too. They, they continued to commit the crimes against the football gods. They were getting bit in the dust by the Colts because they just couldn't stop hugging and loving Michael Pittman Jr. <laughs> they just had to continually get arrested and taken to officiating jail for pass interference. And it was one of the primary reasons why they lost this game. It, it was just like they they get all this momentum going and then they're just like, oh, okay, we're good, we're good. They, they just don't want to continue to build on it. They don't want to be like continually aggressive on that momentum they built on. They're just like, oh, we're going to wait till we're like down big and then we'll get aggressive. Like, you have to continually be aggressive moving forward. Like, this is one of the reasons why Shanahan lost the Super Bowl. Not just in uh, when the Niners went back there in 2020 with uh, Jimmy G and against the Chiefs, but also when the Falcons blew that big-ass lead to the Patriots. Jeez, maybe we did hire the wrong guy. Because Kyle Shanahan, uh, nutsack, gets... It's tinier. It gets tinier. And his his little is his ego shrinks in the big games. But overall, this was I, I know a lot of emotions flying. But this was just embarrassing. This was just downright embarrassing. So now some winners and losers of this game. There are a lot of losers in this game, but um, there were at least two positives. There were at least two positives in this game. So let's start with the two winners of this uh, very embarrassing game. Uh, we'll start with Elijah Mitchell, the running back. Um, I, I really like um, his his style of play. Um, he continues to find space to run. Uh, he's good with running the ball, whether it's inside and out. And I know Kyle Shanahan gives him like pretty shitty play, play calls with just running in the middle, and it's pretty repetitive, but he makes the most out of it. Um, if he doesn't, if he can't find an open running lane, he'll just run outside. So he's kind of like that improv guy, um, and he get he gets a lot of positive yardage um, on his plays. And I just wonder why they like they don't use Trey Sermon um, with, along with him too, because they would make a good one-two punch um, for this backfield. Um, but in regards to this game, Elijah Mitchell probably had one of his best, if not his best. Uh, game of the season not just due to the stats but his ability to get positive yardage on his runs and hopefully he continues this momentum against uh, the Bears next next week and then outside linebacker Aziz Al-Shair I hope I pronounced that right um, while most of the defense sucked in this game um, Al-Shair um, pretty much did pretty good in this game he got some good key stops on third down and um, he also created a turnover on Carson Wentz in the second quarter with that big interception that you know the Niners could have taken advantage of, but they didn't. But still, he saved a touchdown momentarily. Um, Shire's performance Sunday um, is a good reminder that it's good to have him and Fred Warner in the linebacking core. Now for the losers. 
obviously there are a lot of them and the first one as i mentioned countless times the entire secondary like oh my god how could they not adjust to you know not committing pass interference every single time they committed it at least four or five times in that game like once they committed it the second time it's like they should have adjusted their game plan they should have like started to adjust like like looking for the ball in the air instead of like continually hugging michael Pittman jr and once they once they stopped doing that once drake kirkpatrick decided to like oh i'm not gonna hug him it was too late it was too late <laughs> because Pittman decided to jump ball the thing jump ball the ball and Drake Kirkpatrick was like okay I'm just gonna stand there and take it I'm just gonna stand there and take the uh losing the jump ball to uh Pittman and he he got a touchdown he got a he got a touchdown so this secondary continues to give up big plays they continue to give up the big yards and they continue to commit the stupid crime of pass interference and a lot of it a lot of it is a big stupidity on the Niners secondary and obviously Kyle Shanahan is the big loser of all this because well he he's so stubborn and wanting to run repeatedly in the middle instead of you know trying to adjust on running outside it like creating open running lanes on out on the outside or you know trying to you know check it down to to Mitchell and then having him run or having Jimmy G take more mid-range patches mid-range passes to uh to his receivers and again I get it he, he doesn't have a, a downfield threat but you know get Brandon IU going you know let him get involved let Ross Dwelly get involved let where's Muhammad Sanu like <laughs> isn't that why you sign these guys you know, I know they're not the big playmakers, but they, they're they there to help out the offense. And yet, Val Shannon still wants to, like, you know, go what works best for him. Running the ball, yet everyone else is figuring him out. And then Jimmy Garoppolo. Holy shit. If there wasn't a bigger indication that Jimmy G needs to go this offseason... And I'm surprised he hasn't left this uh, this season. It's this game. It is this game, man. And sure, like he had some like good moments in this game, but they were overshadowed by a lot of the bad moments. Like he's he still stood in the pocket like a damn statue, and he allowed himself to get hit and sacked and strip sacked, and he continues to like you know overreact. In the face of pressure, he just yeets the ball away. He throws it into super tight coverage. He throws it. He actually underthrows it, and it results in inter, in an interception. Like my God, <laughs> Jimmy G is a a sight to behold. He really is a sight to behold. Like he, I I don't understand why he just couldn't be there. He. He's not the guy. He's clearly not the guy. And if this wasn't the case uh, for all those Jimmy G D riders um, on for Sunday night, that you know that to point out the fact that he's still twenty-two and ten or twenty-two and eleven as a starter, he still has a winning record. 
I don't know what to tell you. I really don't know what to tell you. Like, sure, Jimmy G still has a winning record, but m look at the people around him. Look at the people around him. And once the pieces aren't there, Jimmy G will fall. So some of the takeaways from this game. Um, I think it's clear that Kyle Shanahan's uh, seat should be, should be hot from this point onwards. Because if he continues to underperform and no-show with his repetitive game calling, his re repetitive game scripts with running in the middle, um, the check downs, or you know the QB uh, options, he's going to lose his job by the end of the season. I think Jed York has to make a conscious decision of whether it's worth to keep Kyle Shanahan. And if this is the guy... The head coach, you know, the same head coach that blew um, uh, two uh, double-digit leads in the Super Bowl. Whether it's worth to keep him around and, you know, is, like, pretty stubborn on his specific quarterback. And whether that's uh, worth keeping. And John Lynch. Uh, I think his free agency and draft moves are coming back to bite him. In May, just a little bit. And I'm not saying that Lynch, like, is... A bad GM or anything, and, and, he, and he's not a good GM either. Um, because look at the guys they drafted: George Kittle, Fred Warner, Nick Boza, Debo Samuel. Um, but the problem is, is that he's missed more than hit on his GM uh, run so far. A lot of the guys, just like during Trent Baalke's, uh GM run, have either underperformed or, in most instances, haven't been able to stay healthy. Um, Javon Kinlaw is the most recent instance of this. Um, he's still dealing with a knee injury, and there were like reports um, that he could hit season-ending IR. I I don't know if that still holds up, but it's a cause for concern for Mr. Kinlaw. So, and also a concern for John Lynch because he's passed on so many players, like really good ones, and they're also healthy and and skilled. And the players that he did draft, it it's pretty uh, concerning. It's pretty concerning, and his decisions are are biting him in the butt a little bit. And then, last but not least, Jimmy G. I, his final game has to be in his hometown of Chicago. Um, regardless of how well in air quotes he performs, this has to be his last game as starter. Like when Trey Lance is fully healthy. You got to give him the reins when he starts against Arizona. You, you got to let him start against Arizona. Because if there's a bigger instance like of Jimmy G doing so badly, um, Sunday night was the night. I, 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 I'm I going to touch it on again briefly because I talked about so much. Jimmy G was just so afraid to throw it deep downfield to pretty much all of his guys not named Debo Samuel. Um... Uh, to mention the fact that he stands in the pocket like a damn pop vinyl statue that you put in your um, put in your uh, shelves, you know, like I do. <laughs> but anyway, I think Jimmy G let him start the game against Chicago because you know the Bears are gonna play Bears football, and then Kyle Shanahan needs to get his head out of his ass and let Trey. Play the game against the Cardinals, who, by the way, actually lost the game against the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> little little side note there. So, after this uh, Bears game, let Trey Lance play. Let him play because it's clear that the Niners are not a playoff team. They're not gonna see you know playoffs 
regardless of who they play next, because even though the schedule favors them a little bit, um, aside from the usual division slate, I mean, let's be real. They're not a playoff team with that bad secondary, um, the bad coaching, um, the bad quarterback. It's not there. So overall, pretty bad, uh, pretty bad game. Pretty embarrassing stuff there on Sunday night in the rain. Um, just not good. Just not good, man. It, it is. It, it is just even ba- bad. It's even worse talking about it um, several days later. But hopefully, um, we get the stench out of it um, in Week Eight when the 49ers take on the Bears in Chicago to play some Bears football. Yeah, Bears football. So, the Niners, um, after that wretched, wretched uh, game on Sunday night against the Indianapolis Colts, the Niners, you know, get a little like leeway um, to hopefully get a win against a struggling Bears team. So, let's take a look at their Week 8 game against the Chicago Bears. So, when we look at the Chicago Bears, um, they're still coached by Matt Nagy. Um, they been starting their rookie quarterback Justin Fields um the problem is for them their offensive line hasn't been doing well um and their secondary um has been struggling just like ours and Matt Nagy just like Kyle Shanahan um does a lot of like conservative play calling just like Kyle Shanahan so this is like pretty much a game tailor-made for both teams and this is a chance for Kyle Shanahan um, to learn a thing or two, like kind of like get a master class from Nat, from Matt Nagy to learn how to play some Bears football. Yeah, John, let's play some Bears football. So anyway, let's look at uh, the Chicago Bears for a little bit. Um, they were last in action in week seven, going up to Tampa Bay to face the defending Super Bowl champion. Oh, man. <laughs> Yikes. The, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Yeah, unlike uh, last year where Tom Brady forgot that there were four downs on offense, uh, yeah, the Bears got their ass whooped <laughs> because Tom Brady did remember how many downs there were on offense because, uh, yeah, the offensive line failed to protect Justin Fields um, from that dread, uh, that deadly, not dreadly, that deadly Bucks front seven, um, and they forced five turnovers onto Justin Fields. And um, while Justin Fields also threw the ball directly into the Bucks injury-riddled secondary, um, that offensive line did him no favors. Um, there, yeah, the Bears pass rush led by Khalil Mack, Roquan Swick, uh, Smith, Akeem Hicks. Um, they're pretty much nowhere to be found because uh, the Bucks' well-protected offensive line, you know, they did their job, and that allowed Tom Brady to pretty much dismantle and destroy. Um, the Bears secondary, or lack thereof, all day long, en route to a 38-3 beatdown, which included Tom Brady's 600th touchdown pass. So, some key Bears players that the Niners need to watch out for is obviously Justin Fields, because while he has shown flashes of his mid-range and deep ball uh, passing, um, when whenever he's given protection, that's the thing, um, you know, it could be a problem for the Niners secondary. And especially if, you know, guys like Darnell Mooney or Allen Robinson, you know, try to use the formula that the Colts use in, uh, you know, baiting 
the Niners secondary to commit the crime of pass interference, that could be a real issue. And, you know, you know the fact that the Bears are going to be willing to to do that because they want to play some good old Bears football. So, some other key players um, is the constantly changing uh, backfield of Khalil Herbert and Damian Williams, who I think should be back from the COVID list uh, this week. If not, then it'll probably be the Khalil Herbert show um, for, for the Bears. And Herbert has been stepping it up in place of Williams and uh, I think it was Ty Montgomery. Was it Ty Montgomery or is it uh, David Montgomery? Sorry. Um, but Herbert has been one of the only constants Matt Nagy likes to implement on offense. And then, like I said, uh, Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, whenever Justin Fields throws it their way, they control the air game. And um, Mooney, most of the part, has been uh, Fields' go-to guy. So, to end this uh, preview off, um, some keys to the game. For the Bears, um, they won't have uh, Khalil Mack or Robert Quinn on Sunday um, because they'll be out due to injuries. So, it's going to be challenging for them to get some uh, pass rush onto Jimmy Garoppolo. But, nonetheless, they have to get to um, Jimmy G. Um, I guess a, a solid offensive line that did actually um, okay um, in spite of those, uh, you know, the turnovers by Jimmy G. Um, but the Bears um, front seven is going to take a major hit with um, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn out. But nonetheless, um, whatever's left of them, they got to get to to Jimmy G. Um, you got to make them rattled. You got to make them like, you know, stick in the mud <laughs> or something, um, you know, to make them force, force some mistakes. Um, and then the O-line, um, you, they have to protect Justin Fields from Nick Bosa and D Ford and um, the rest of the, the Niners front seven because, man, that that old, that defensive line, um, for what it is still for the 49ers, it's still, it's still pretty dangerous. And uh, that Bears offensive line is really, really terrible. And Justin Fields, like, he's... He can also run out of the pocket as well, but it's just like, man, how can he do any of that when his O-line is completely shit? Now for the 49ers, um, Shanahan's got to take more chances with Jimmy G. Um, he's got to be aggressive downfield. He's got to he's got to let Jimmy G, you know, throw some deep passes down um, um, downfield to. To whether it's Debo Samuel or if he's double covered, Brandon Ayuk or Muhammad Sanu, you know, just anything to get the offense um, more aggressive um, in the passing game. And the secondary obviously needs to make more adjustments because they kept committing the stupid pass interference penalties and they w- kept going to officiating jail. And last but not least, the front seven got to generate pressure. All game long against the Bears, terrible, terrible offensive line. Um, it's gonna rattle Justin Fields. It's gonna pretty much knock him out of the game um, if he keeps t- taking all those sacks. Um, it could also force, just like Jimmy D, it'll either force Justin Fields into either a sack or turnover situation, um, especially a turnover situation because Justin Fields gets rattled into throwing um, in- interceptions. So the Niners have to win this game on Sunday. Um, if you know if they don't want to uh, 
want to have a total total collapse um, in the halfway point in their season. So overall, they just got to win against a very very uh, bad uh, Chicago team. Like Justin Fields is their future, but without an offensive line or secondary, like this is a game that the Niners can can win. But will they? Will they? After last Sunday's embarrassment, we'll see. We will see. But anyway, that is it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna. Uh, hopefully, the Niners get this uh, win in the big ass UFO that shithole in Soldier Field. Um, hopefully, they don't uh, also play some Bears football. Hopefully, they don't play Bears football on Sunday too. Um, hopefully, that masterclass um, will not serve Kyle Shanahan well and um, he won't succumb to Bears football on Sunday and you know hopefully get a win but anyway that's it for this episode of Very Cold Lasagna I'm your host Dylan Lasagna what did you guys think about um, that embarrassing embarrassing week 7 loss to the Indianapolis Colts um, by the 49ers um, do you think the Niners are going to win this week against the Chicago Bears and if not <laughs> I would love to hear um your um your thoughts on why they they don't why you don't think they're gonna win but nonetheless it's gonna be interesting but that is it for this episode i am dylan lasagna signing out uh make sure to subscribe and watch on the youtube channel so you'll be notified and turn on that notification bell (laughs) words 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 man but anyway also listen to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify and anchor fm as well as google Podcasts. And follow the show on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And as always, keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge with your takes on the world of pro wrestling and sports. Very cold in the fridge. Tasty as an ice cold lasagna. And pasta too. That sounds good. Right? That sounds good about right now. And uh, like I said, hopefully tonight Niners get a win on Sunday. And if they don't, man, I, I don't know what to say about this team anymore. Other than they're not a playoff team. They are not a playoff team. Let's get it through our head, Niners fans. But anyway, uh, you'll hear from me again um, after week seven and obviously this game next week. But anyway, until next time, peace out.